Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian-developed and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, hey, Gator Nation. Welcome back to the Respect Our Decision podcast, guys. As always, I'm your boy Hirsch. With me, my co-host, CJ the Man McCann. What's up, guys? And the hype man, Wes. What's good, Gator Nation? Hey, Gator Nation, got a lot of portal news to talk about this episode, man. Got the dead period has lifted and we have visitors in town. Going to have some more visitors in town over the weekend. Um, But before we get to all that, guys, as always, make sure you go out there and download us wherever you get your podcast from. And if you're checking us out on the YouTube channel, guys, maybe this is your first time stumbling upon us. First of all, welcome. Second of all, if you don't mind and you like what you, you know, you like how these three handsome gentlemen look, go ahead and drop a subscribe on the videos, guys. Drop a like on the video and leave us a comment down below. You know, hey, just tell us how your New Year's went, man. Did y'all have a good and happy New Year's? Did, did you make it to midnight? Let us know. Also, guys, I want to give y'all all a big shout out for making last week's episode our most viewed regular episode ever man y'all smashed it man over 3.2 thousand views on that video guys lots of new subscribers out there we appreciate it guys we appreciate all the support man means the world to us and with that we got more content coming man uh pot of the people is about to start back up look for it this weekend on sunday that'll be here um and man we're just gonna uh you know, look for that on our social media platforms as we drop that questionnaire every week. Drop those questions below for us to answer on the pod of the people, man, and we'll answer them to our best ability. Um, But, man, we're going to jump right into it, guys. There's a lot of stuff going on with these portal visits, but we're going to start by talking a, 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 about a other, you know, a couple other pieces of news. First, in case you missed it, Jason Marshall announced today that he's coming back to the University of Florida. Um, this is kind of not a surprise. I, I, some people thought Jason Marshall might leave, whether it be through the transfer portal or maybe enter his name into the draft. I know some of y'all are scoffing at me, you know, saying that, but it was a real possibility. 
Um, but Jason wants to stay. His his I know his mother wants him to stay to get his degree. Um, and hey, man, it's a fresh new start with a new DB coach. You know, we we certainly know that Jason Marshall has flashed the ability. So let's let's see what comes of that. Um, a couple of guys that have entered the portal that we want to talk about since our last episode. One, uh, Jadon Hill entered the portal. Um, kind of surprising. Uh, I, I didn't really think we'd see Hill leave, but here we are. Um, you know, but it is what it is. You, you, you wish the young man well, and hopefully he can do well in his last year and get himself into, into the NFL draft. And another name we had leave, Scooby Williams. Um, Scooby Williams is kind of a, a, a love-hate relationship with Gator Nation. I mean, we wanted to see Scooby do well. Uh, at the beginning of the season last year when Shamar was healthy, Scooby, Scooby looked really good. But as the season went on, not so great. And Scooby graded out as like the second lowest defender on a historically really bad defense. So, you know, I look at it as uh, here's another roster spot. And that roster spot, especially in that linebacker group, Looks like we might have somebody to add into it shortly. But before we get to that, I want to go ahead and talk about the um, the news that we just talked about. Jason Marshall staying, Scooby and Jalen Hill leaving, uh, and get my, my partner's thoughts on this. Wes, let's start with you. I know you, you really liked Hill a lot. And you used to be really high on Scooby. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think we all were when we saw the Utah game and I think the Tennessee game. And uh, I forgot we played in between those, uh, one of those smaller schools. But Scooby started off strong. Uh, we were high on Bateman as far as what he kept continuing to show that he was developing with him and Shamar uh, at the linebacker spot. But uh, that kind of wore off, as you stated, especially when Shamar got hurt. Um, and Scooby kind of had feel like he had to take a little bit more. He wasn't as effective. Uh, he came in, we thought he was going to be a DN, and maybe that's better suited for him. Uh, he had a hard time getting off blocks. When he was able to roam and run free through gaps and stuff, he was a very, very good short tackler. So that's something that uh, that I loved from his game. But he had a hard time, to me, getting off blocks when those guards were in tackles, whether they were pulling and whatever, coming at him. So to me, he struggled there in that area. And um, I, I think he'd be more uh, beneficial in his next stop if he's playing uh, a defensive uh, end, probably the strong side. Maybe he probably could play the uh, a pass rusher side as well. I, I don't know. Maybe he could shed a couple pounds because he's not. Um, it's not like he's fleet of foot, but he's not very, very good in space. And and, and, and to me, that was his problem also at linebacker as well. Um, as far as Hill, you talked about Hill was our best DB uh, by far um, uh, because to me, best availability is availability. We I love uh, more. That's coming back next year to me more when only feel healthy was our best DB. But um, it was it wasn't like there's a shade to Jaden when I say that uh, that that more was our best DB. Though both when he more was on the field, he'll play excellent in traffic. I mean, you're gonna give us some pass. I didn't, I didn't. I'm not saying he was Darrell Reeves out there, but he was good. And even on his blisses, a couple times on the screen plays, he played very well. When it, when it was a screen to his side, when you know. When, you can look at Florida. There's something we did uh, a couple years ago as well, and a lot of things to Trey Wilson this, this year as well. He knows how 
I talked about how uh, Scooby had trouble getting off the blocks. Hill was excellent at getting off blocks uh, from those wide receivers and making tackles for losses uh, or uh, no gain on those screens. So he was good there and good in coverage. Like I say, he gave us passes, but every DB in the world gives us passes. Uh, but it wasn't like big, big, big plays. So uh, and, and he was a guy that wanted to be a Gator. He could have left last year as well, but uh, I think he found a home at that nickel spot, and, and he just was he was excellent. Um, his only shortcoming, uh, to me, his weakness in my point, in my opinion, was on the blitzes. Um, the things that I saw when Dixon blitz, then when Hill, he, I, I think, I don't know, it was Missouri? It might have been Missouri. He missed the tackle in the backfield, and that wasn't the only game where I saw him blitz, and he kind of missed the tackle in the backfield. He gets there, he's in the right position, but for some reason, it's not like those screen plays for him. He had a hard travel time getting like a uh, running back or, uh, or the quarterback uh, in the backfield when uh, Armstrong sent him on those uh, slot blitzes. But other than that, he was solid. He was solid. Uh, I love him, uh, but I also love, like what I saw from Destiny in limited play. So I'm not really too hurt there. Uh, you spoke, spoke about Marshall coming back. Uh, I would If I had to pick a choice, I would rather keep Hill and let Marshall go. Uh, but uh, as far as Marshall, we know – what he came in, he came in as a five-star. Uh, Harris probably had something to do with just keeping this kid here because we know he has the talent. Maybe he just hadn't talked right. Maybe Harris can bring uh, help reach his potential. This is his third DB coach. Um, so if Harris can't do it and Raymond didn't do it, and I forgot who he had before that, uh, they couldn't do it. And maybe it's just uh, a guy with full of potential that may get drafted in the seventh round and maybe an NFL coach can bring it out of him. CJ, your thoughts? Uh, yeah, I mean, you'd rather have Jaden Hill, I think, but I understand why Jaden left. I feel like Jaden knows that this is his last year to put some really good film on um, tape for, you know, the draft and scouts. Um, and Florida is kind of going in a different direction. They're bringing in other guys. They've got a new DB coach. You know, nothing's really guaranteed here. So he's making a business decision. He's going somewhere he feels like he's going to play a lot more. He doesn't, you know... He wants to go somewhere that he could probably start for a good chunk of time during the season to make sure, you know, and not saying he couldn't at Florida, but nothing's guaranteed right now. Um, so, no, I get it. I totally understand it. Uh, Scooby, I think, is in the same boat. Uh, Scooby sees the linebackers we've got coming in. Um, you know, it, I feel like he wants to go somewhere else, and I think Scooby might want to change defenses. I feel like he might want to change into something that he feels more comfortable playing in than what the scheme we run. So we'll, we'll see what he does. Um, I know both of them, I think, are scheduled to visit Texas A&M. So, um, you know, go over there with some familiarity with Bateman and, and Chaos and those guys. Uh, so good luck to them. Um, you know, wish them the best. Absolutely. I, I hope they, they they do really well uh, where they go. Um, no ill will towards those guys, you know, but, you know, it, it just hurts depth, I think, more than anything. Quality starting, you know, guys that have had reps. Um, but, you know, in, in the other side of the coin, when they have played in quality starting reps that they they've got, you know, we haven't been very good. Um, so, you know, experience is one thing, but how valuable is that experience if it's not, you know, translating into really good defensive play. So, um, you know, Hey, wh whatever. I hope, I hope that I, said, I hope they go somewhere and, you know, find a place that fits them better. Um, just because a kid transfers from your school, and goes somewhere else doesn't mean that, you know, and does well doesn't mean your school did a bad job. It just means that another school did something different that clicked more with them. 
So uh, good luck to them for sure. I, I hope they do a great job. The, you know, they didn't, they didn't do anything goofy. They didn't do anything that would be slanderous, you know, on their way out. And I think that's the main thing that I worry about with kids. As long as they leave with respect and they don't, you know, you know, shoot off at the mouth and talk kind of greasy. On the boat. <laughs> Perkins. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I, think, <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I rather, I would rather see that for sure. No, these are, these are good guys, man. Um, Look, this is a, this is a, what the transport transfer portal affords to young men in this day and age. Uh, we're going with a younger roster. I, I know Scooby's not obviously that old on the roster, but um, hey, sometimes you look at a guy and you go, you know what, man? We tried to make it work. It's not working. For you know, for better or worse, it's it's no different than you being at a job maybe that you just don't fit into. And the boss pulls you into the office one day and you go, you know what? Um, we tried to make it work. Maybe this job just isn't cut out for you. You know, hey, there's, you know, it's a nice way of saying, hey, you're fired. <laughs> but, you know, in these cases, I think it's more of a, of a mutual kind of thing where they come in, they have a, they have what, you know, they call an exit meeting. They, they weigh all the options. Hey, this is what we're looking at doing. Where do you fit into this? Well, maybe you don't. Uh, I can see Jaden Hill coming in, sitting down with Billy and and Billy being honest with you. Hey, man, we want to play some younger guys next year. You're looking to, to put a strong year on tape so that you can get drafted. You know, hey, maybe you want to go somewhere else. It's no different than Kirby Smart telling guys, hey, you're going to get drafted in the first, second round. You need to go pro. <laughs> you know, don't stay here. Um, Obviously, there's there's a difference there in certain aspects, but my point being is, um, you know, if a guy, if you know next year you're going to be playing a lot of young guys, maybe Jadon Hill's not going to see the field as much. Tell him, hey man, go go where you can get playing time, where you can grab some wins. You can, like CJ said, put your best best work on film in your last year and go get that high draft grade. No hard feelings. And these kind of things happen now, man. That's like I said, that's just what the transfer portal affords to these guys. Um, moving on from that, and before we get into portal visits and the and the and the linebacker I was talking about that I think is gonna take Scooby's place on the roster, I want to talk about the uh under armor game just for a brief second. It um, you know, before we get away from it and I forget. Uh obviously we had three, four, if you want to count the punter. Three main guys playing in that game. Um, if you didn't watch, DJ Lagway had a couple of series, uh, had a guy step on his foot, and I believe for um, safety's sake, they went ahead and took DJ out of the game just because, you know, hey, it's a, it's at this point, it's like the Pro Bowl in the NFL. It's, it's a glorified scrimmage. If you watch the game and you saw some of the rules, it's kind of silly anyway. But you know, you want to keep these kids safe. There's they they've played all their years of high school football in games that counted, you know, mainly that especially as far as rankings wise concerned, they they mainly look at what they do during practice during the week and how they look in the drills and stuff like that, kind of like the Elite Eleven. Um, so DJ played a couple of snaps, a couple of um, I'm sorry, not snaps, a couple of series. Uh his offensive line was terrible. But he showed off his athleticism. He showed off his arm. He did the things you know DJ Lagway is going to do. What really stood out to me, 
and now I've got the final stats for the game right in front of me, was the two linebackers. Starting with Miles Graham, five tackles, sack, one tackle for a loss. Miles Graham, if you saw him, looked absolutely remarkable. He looked fast. He looked like a surefire tackler. And then Aaron Childs. Oh, my man. Oh, my goodness. Aaron Childs. Um, three tackles, two fumble recoveries, and took the last fumble recovery to the house for a, for a, for a uh, touchdown. Uh, gentlemen, the future is bright at linebacker for the Florida Gators. These two young men, if you got to see them any this week in drills or just pictures of them standing there, these two guys look like surefire studs that are going to get playing time next year. And I have no doubt in saying that either one of these two young men are not going to see the field next year. These these guys are going to play. I don't, I'm not here to say they're going to start. I'm not here to say that they're going to play, you know, the majority of the snaps. But you can guarantee week one, both these young men are going to see the field and probably see it often. But got to get into camp. Fingers crossed they stay healthy, you know, but these guys are a couple of dudes. Now, let's move on to the portal. Let's let's stay in the linebacker conversation. Um, if you're not on social media, you don't follow the portal overly closely, and I'm not going to assume that everybody that listens to the show does. A big name from, from recruiting past hit the portal last night, and that is Grayson Pup Howard. Uh, he's out of Jacksonville. He was at the University of South Carolina. Florida recruited him up until he signed with South Carolina last year. He's got a lot of friends on the team here at Florida, one being Trey Webb, who's a very good friend to him. Um, there's a lot of smoke out there that Pup Howard is headed to the Gators, that this was the reason he transferred out from South Carolina, that this is a done deal. Um you know, he's got a relationship already with Mike Pete from when Mike Pete was at South Carolina recruiting him there. So the familiarity is already there. Um, this, you know, this kid, 6'4", 240. I mean, a, a hell of a good size linebacker. Uh, South Carolina did everything they could to try to keep this young man in the fold. So if, and when this can end up happening, and I think it's going to happen sooner than later, we just have to keep our fingers crossed that it that everything goes the way it's supposed to go. But this will be a huge addition to this young linebacker core. CJ, what are your thoughts on possibly adding Pup Power to the team? Yeah, Pup was a guy that we really wanted last year. Like uh, a lot of us really wanted Pup. Uh, I think it, it was really. I think it was really hard for him. You know, I think, you know, he committed to South Carolina. Uh, he had been trending there for a long time. You know, the coaching staff prior didn't really recruit, you know, the Jacksonville kids didn't really take them very seriously. Uh, weren't really considering, you know, Florida as an option. I think he had built up such a relationship with South Carolina and it pretty much had given them his word at that point um, that he was going to go there, that he couldn't back out of it. But I feel like he always really wanted to come to Florida. A lot of his friends were there, Sharif Denson, Trayon Webb, Austin Barber. Um, you know, those guys are from the Jacksonville area. They're guys that he knows that he's, you know, played football against since they were little kids. Jaden Robinson, um, he knew him, you know, obviously through their recruiting. He flipped from South Carolina to us. 
Uh, I think that they're both two guys that were kind of in the same same boat. But I think Grayson really wanted to try to stick to his word. Um, you know, I, I can respect the heck out of that. But, um, you know, he, he saw some limited action this year, but he played in, I think, nine games. Uh, he had 20, 20 tackles, um, nine of those being solo tackles and a forced fumble. So and, and one tackle for loss, I believe. Um, so, you know, nothing, nothing really, 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 really jumping off the page as far as stats. But as a player and a prospect, Grayson Howard is, a, is about as good as you can get. Um, so, you know, you get him here. You know, obviously he played some. He played in the SEC a little bit, which is very valuable. Um, you get him here and you add him to that room, and then you have you have Graham and Childs who are lighting it up. Those guys are insanely talented. Um, you know, th- those are going to be guys that are going to play day one. There's no doubt in my mind. Uh, then you have Shamar James, who's now become the the quote unquote old head in the room. Uh, you know, and you're talking about linebackers. He's one of those guys. Um, and, and then if you added Pup to that, and you have those four guys playing that linebacker spot, you really have some really good prospects there with those guys. You have some guys that are really going to be able to flip the room on its head uh, compared to where we were. I mean. You know, linebacker has been kind of a dark spot for the University of Florida for the last few years where you have, you know, you really just one or two really bright spotted linebackers, uh, you know, guys that were kind of tweeners, uh, guys that weren't really, they were more edge rushers and they were made to play linebacker or they were safeties that grew into linebackers, you know, or, or the opposite. Um, you know, it, it was it is what it is, but now it's starting to change. Um, and, and like I said, Pup would be a guy that you'd love to have. Um, you'd love to add him to that class. I, I think that I think that if you added him with, with the guys that we already have and the guys that's coming in, would completely change the linebacker room for us. Um, like I said, Miles Graham, Aaron Childs are monsters. They're maulers. Um, and then Shamar James, we know what Shamar James can do. Again, you have Sh- Jaden Robinson, who's still in the, in the room. He's a young man. He's only a freshman. He's going into his sophomore year. Uh, you know, don't write him off yet. There's a lot of good stuff that I've watched from Jaden Robinson that I really like. Um, you know, he just needs, you know, see see how long he develops. You know, these guys are still learning. So, um, now this would be a massive addition, massive get out of the portal for Billy. I hope we can, you know, finish the deal here. Um, you know, barring something unforeseen at the moment, it seems like this is the direction we're heading in. So, like I said, this would be a massive get. This would really add to the portal class save our depth because our depth at linebacker isn't so hot, um, you know, with Todd and Mitchell not being there anymore and, and you know, you're losing some guys in that room. Uh, Wingo's getting older. Um, so you've got, you've got to help, you know, fix that. And uh, I think, I think we'll be pretty well set if you could pull that off. Wes, I know you really liked Puck last year um, and you love these young guys coming in now. What, what would your, if we added Puck, to Graham and Childs, along with Shamar, what what are your feelings on this linebacker room heading into next season? Uh, let me ask a question to UNCJ right quick. Um, in the NFL, who are the two best teams in the NFL right now in the respective conferences? Uh, probably the, uh, the 49ers Ravens, and the Ravens. The Ravens and the 49ers. And we, uh, much as Lamar and Brock Purdy and, you know. Trent oh, yeah, I know where this is going. Linebackers, baby. Who are the best linebackers in the tandems in the NFL? You have Patrick Queen and Raekwon Smith for Baltimore, and you have Fred Warner and Drake. I think his name first name is Drake, but Greenlaw for the 49ers. 
the four best linebackers in the NFL, four best, I mean, the two best teams, the two best defenses that get after it and, and kill pass, play, they can play the pass, they can play the run. They're just violent guys that are all over the field. And as much as football has changed, I think what people have gotten away from or teams have gotten away from is the linebacker play. And if you have elite linebacker play that can stay on the field all three downs, rush, blitz, play the run, getting past lanes for those athletic tight ends that we see nowadays, that's where it starts. And we hadn't had that. Um, and I like Ventura Miller and I like uh, David Reese. But since Davis and uh, and uh, Anzalone, you see he's he was kind of hurt when he was here with us a lot of the years. But you see him playing for Detroit right now and making plays. That's what it's about. You have to have a great linebacker play. We talk about fronts. We talk about the trenches. We talk about the back seven. But I feel like linebackers, like running backs, sometimes get uh, diminished. But if you look at the two best teams in the NFL and, and their defenses, uh, the two best defenses in the NFL, they're known by their linebackers. And they have not just one. They have two elite linebackers on both sides of, uh, of both for both of those teams. And to have the the the, uh, uh, the 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 group that we have in with Childs and uh, Graham coming in, and then we can get Pup from last year who uh, played some uh, a lot of snaps for uh, South Carolina in a lot of games uh, to go get. We we know the talent of Shamar before he got injured, and he was probably going to be on maybe second team, third team. All SEC at the rate he was going at, as far as making tackles and being there, and we saw what our defense looked. And people, not, and I just not realize this in the conversation that I'm having and speaking this, how our defense kind of took a big step back when he left. Like we, at one point in the season, we were like making our offense get together. Then we started scoring thirty points. And we couldn't stop anybody. But who do we lose doing that? We lost our best defensive player in the middle, the guy who calls the plays. The, with the, uh, I know in the NFL you call it the, the, the dot on his helmet. We lost that guy. We talked about Shamar uh, and, and his play dipping because we lost, because we left him. I mean, because uh, Shamar got hurt. So he was a key factor in what we were trying to do. Maybe Armstrong was trying to do on defense. Uh, you look at the old Alabama defense, you look at what Georgia did, spoke about Roquan Smith just now. He did it both places. Spoke about Patrick Queen, did it both places at LSU and in the NFL now. So you need those type of guys on your defense. Uh, to, to to hold the standard, to stuff the run, uh, those kind of plays that we could get <laughs> that, that that's been killing us the last couple of years, uh, and to, to handle those athletic tight ends that are, are going up the field on those uh, seam routes uh, that our linebackers seem like they couldn't get in play for. So um, this is a huge get, not only the two guys that are coming in, but to get Pup to pair with Shamar when uh, I think Hurst talked about it. Some guys are leaving. Um, uh, and then we had some guys, some seniors, and you know, uh, uh, Williams leaving, Scuba's leaving. So we not only we need the depth of that uh, infrastructure, and I know CJ was a big fan of uh, Robinson last year uh, coming into class, and I saw what he did in the spring game. Of course, you know he was a freshman. And I think I, it was a game he was like maybe he's not ready. But of course, he's a true freshman. Uh, wasn't rated as high, but I love his speed uh, on the outside. Like. Uh, uh, maybe he could be in those special positions where he come in and blitzes the quarterback because he's 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 an athletic type of linebacker. Uh, maybe a Sam type linebacker that you you you, you come in and like uh, those nickel types uh, possessions where it's like third and six, third and seven, where he can cover a tight end or he can blitz. So um, I love where our, our linebacker group is right now with uh, Robinson, the freshman from last year, Pup coming in maybe, uh, and these two studs coming in with Shamar coming back from injury. So. 
um, as much as we have attrition that's leaving, I love what we're bringing in as well. Yeah, and then you add in like see, you know, like we were saying, you add in Nunnery, who's a great special teams player who provides depth, who had to play a lot more late in the season, in, in you know because of injuries, and then you have Wingo. Now, granted, I understand Wingo's not a world beater, but what Wingo does bring is um, a veteran spokesman to that room, kind of a coach on you know inside the unit. Uh, Wingo loves the University of Florida. Kids love him. When they come to visit, that if, if there's a kid they really want, Wingo's the kid that they stick on him because Wingo loves the University of Florida and will speak it up to no end, and he gets people hyped up. So, while I know a lot of people are like, man, I'm ready for Wingo to leave, you know, think about the other things that he brings to the table. You know, not all – contributions are made on the field. And, and I know those are the ones that really matter at the end of the day is what, what, what you see. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. On the field, but pulling that young guy aside when he comes off the field and saying, hey, look, you, you you know, do this, try, try this technique, maybe do something, you know, this is what I see that you're not doing right. That's the same kind of thing that you get from a Brandon Spikes being on the sideline, you know, guys that have been there. Now I understand Wingo is not a Brandon Spikes and hasn't played in that kind of. <laughs> Armstrong, what I love with Armstrong, he found something good at what Wingo does and that's blitz and blow up plays on third down. And I, and, yeah, I mean, he, he, like I said, his value isn't, hey, this guy's a three down linebacker. He's going to make tack. No, he's, he's got further value than that. I get it. A lot of people are like, man, we need scholarships, but you also need some, some veteran people at each position that have been here, done that, and, and, you know, can lift these guys up if, if there's a bad series, a bad couple of series. But anyway, Let's talk about some of the guys that are visiting guys real quick. And I'm going to run through these guys and names and, and you know, whatnot and where they're coming from. And then once I've talked about them all, then we'll, we'll kind of go around and talk about what we like about these guys. Uh, first one on the offensive side of the ball, Lyman Devon Manuel from Arkansas. He is transferring from Arkansas. Now, this is a big dude. And I ain't – <laughs> I'm not saying he's a big recruit. He's a big man. 6'9", 310 pounds. Um, and he's a Sam Pittman, you know, recruit 
Sam Pittman knows his offensive lineman. I know CJ will be the first person every time to say, hey, if Sam Pittman likes him, I like him. So big-time offensive tackle. Obviously, the Gators are not done looking. They want to find one more offensive lineman. Uh, Sub-note to this, I don't believe that you're going to see uh, Tarquin come back to the Gators. I believe that ship sailed on down. He's looking for promises that he's not going to get from the University of Florida. Uh, look for him to announce sometime maybe this week. I uh, I heard he's made a decision already, and um, but it's not going to be UF. All right, next, Cassius Howell from Bowling Green, edge player slash linebacker, more of an edge, absolutely rushing edge. Young man had nine and a half sacks this last season. Um, hey, give me that kind of production all day long. Obviously, that trumps any guy that we had on the roster for sacks. Now, I understand Bowling Green is not the University of Florida, but obviously the young man gets production, and the coaching staff has seen something they like in him. Um, another edge rusher, George Cums. Cums? Gums? Gums? <laughs> G-U-M-B-S. Say it how you will. This one kind of came out of nowhere, and that's because this young man is actually committed um, to Cincinnati right now, but he's transferring from North Illinois. He's committed to Cincinnati, but he hasn't signed with them yet. So, and we got another guy like this in a minute. I'm going to talk about this young man. Like I said, another edge guy, three and a half sacks last year, a couple of forced fumbles, six, four, two forty two. another, you know, big, tall edge guy. We'll see about this. I'd rather, I think I'd rather have Cassius Owl, but you know, you got to have options in these these guys. All right, let's get into the secondary for a minute. Um, obviously, I don't know if you've heard yet. Uh, uh, Jaden Voisin canceled his visit to the University of Florida. There's some rumors going around about why that happened. Some people have said he's got a credit issue that won't transfer. Uh, I know that I believe two four seven. Their their people said there's a medical issue. Um, a lot of uncertainty right now, but the whole point of it is, is he will not be coming to the University of Florida. Kind of sucks. Was really, really liking the young man and the tape that he had. Um, but we move on. First guy, defensive back, John Humphrey, currently committed to USC, played for UCLA the last few years. He's a senior. Uh, he had two interceptions last year, two forced fumbles, three passes defended. I mean, Good production out of the defensive back position and, you know, out there in the Pac-12 where they don't play a whole lot of defense. But like I said, uh, th I think this is where you're going to see Harris getting using his West Coast connections on a few guys. This young man, 6'2", 205 pounds. Give me all the height at DB. I'm, I'm all about taller DBs. Um, uh, Dean. All right. Yeah. Phone's going off. Um, out of Tulane, DJ Douglas, safety, six foot, 205 pounds from Montgomery, Alabama, was originally a walk-on at Alabama, transferred to Tulane. He's a junior. 39 solo tackles last year, three interceptions, two passes defended. Pretty solid. I meant uh, A stat I meant to throw on John Humphrey a second ago, he graded out on PFF at a, as a 79 last year which would have been higher than any DB in our DB room last year. So 
Um, guys, what are your thoughts? Uh, Wes, I'll start with you on those those five guys I mentioned. Now, also, guys, um, just to say, there are more guys coming in on um, Friday. This is a two-day official visit, and then Friday we'll have some more coming in. I haven't got a list of names on those yet, but this is where we are with these five gentlemen. Wes, what are your thoughts in, on, on these guys, and who do you like out of them? Well, you know, I'm going to go with uh, <laughs> the big lineman, uh, the offensive lineman, that is. Uh, that's something that uh, I feel like this team can't get enough of. I just want the best people out there, and, and if you have enough of them, hopefully you can get five and a couple and maybe three to back those up. But, you know, I, I like the guy, the young. I like some of the young guys that we have uh, that's already here. But uh, we can get some veteran guys in there for depth. Uh, injuries happen. Uh, we saw that this year, especially last game against Florida State, where we had different uh, tackles out there than we would not have uh, dreamed, especially with a backup quarterback. So um, uh, I, I love that lineman. Six uh, nine is really, really, really big. Uh, thankfully, DJ and Mertz are both tall quarterbacks. <laughs> They're not short guys. They're not. Kyler Murray out there, Baker Mayfield out there trying to throw, Drew Brees trying to throw passes. So, um, but uh, you got a big wall guy out there, then then I don't mind it. Uh, but um, I'm happy that they're bringing guys in. I know people were uh, kind of uh, salty and in, in their feelings about what are we going to do in the portal? What are we going to do in the portal? They're going to bring guys in. And um, if I look at our team, other than offensive linemen, I'm pretty okay with who's going to come back and start next year. Um, it, it maybe with the linebacker position, uh, maybe my only concern, uh, who's standing next to Shamar. Um, but offensive line is the, the, the one for me receivers. I'm, I'm okay. I know you guys have your concerns, but I'm okay with the receivers. See if the young guys can step up. Cause I want to see this young talent because I know in my mind, if Billy, this is me hoping that he gets with that horrific schedule, maybe get <laughs> seven, eight wins that we have next year. That he can, that we can see DJ uh, uh, DJ Lagway as a uh, sophomore with Napier. That that'll be. We're going to talk about that another day. Yeah, but I don't think that schedule is as bad as people make it out to be. Now that when you really break it down, but we'll talk about that next week. Y'all hold yeah, on. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you, <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you. You know how you know I'm the optimist. Uh, I'm I'm always try to. Wish best case scenario. I, I think there's a really easy way to get out in front of that schedule. But like I said, let's go back to the portal. We'll we'll get into that schedule yeah. another episode. Yeah. So I, I want to see this influx of this these new guys and get some guys that can play depth uh, for those guys. Because if you have the depth guys to back up those young guys and and push those young guys and teach them the right way, or hey, this is how you do this. I like a mixture of both uh, and the talented guys out there doing what they're supposed to do. Uh, and and the, and, the, and the young guys like how we had uh, Mitchell and those guys, not the safety Mitchell, but the linebacker Mitchell, uh, kind of coaching those guys up and telling them where to be uh, the, as far as the talented guys. So um, I, I like the, the, the bringing these guys from smaller schools with, with some, a chip on their shoulder saying, hey, I can play at this level as depth pieces. But all the young guys that we talked about that played so many snaps last year, and and we'll get like you said, we get in that next, uh, later on as far as the schedule. All those guys that we kept saying, hey, I think Clemson, because I have a friend, y'all, y'all know the history of that. Well, yo, we played a lot of freshmen and young guys at Clemson. And I'm like, yo, we did the same thing. Like, y'all guys play a lot of snaps, so did I guys. And that's what I want to see 
uh, in the upcoming years is these young guys getting more and more snaps. And hopefully we can win at the same time, Hirsch, and maybe build that for that uh, not so horrific schedule that we that we would discuss later. Yeah, like I said, let's let's keep that one in the bag because I really want to go over that in a future episode because I don't think that schedule is nearly as daunting especially when you see some of the guys hitting the portal that have over the last month. But, CJ, out of all those guys that are visiting, uh, what what really sticks out to you? I, I, love, I love Cassius Howell. I think that would be a, a monster to get on the edge. We've got so many guys coming in to play that edge rusher position. I, I would love to have, you know, just a, you know, a coterie of, of guys that, that you could – Put out there that you can keep fresh and constantly. Rotation of talent is a good thing, right? Just to attack, um, you know that that would be very positive. You know the guy had nine and a half sacks in the MAC. You know I love the MAC as much as the next guy. I understand it's not the SEC, but even if you take, let's say we take his sack total of nine and a half, and he gives me four and a half or five next year, so you've added five sacks to your team, which is really good. Uh, considering how how few we got last year, so if you say, "Hey, I'm going to give you a guy who's going to get you five extra sacks," awesome, great. So you know that's kind of the way I look at it. It's just a money ball approach of, you know, this guy can do this. Uh, this is the numbers that he's going to add to the team. Um, you know, and of course, Manuel is a guy that I've touted. You know, being six foot nine is is a massive individual. Um, you know, he's, he played a good bit a good bit inside uh, Arkansas. Um, you know, he's got a lot of snaps under his belt. That's against the best of the best. Um, looking at his stats, he really didn't get killed. Um, you know, it's bad. I mean, you give up a few sacks. Okay. I can live with that. Everybody's not Osiris Torrance. They're not going to be perfect. Just, just for reference, he gave up four sacks and eight pressures and over 420 snaps. Right. So I'll take that every day, twice on Sunday. And I'll take that over George doing. every day of the week. That's what I'm saying. Like, if, if you look at a guy, <laughs> he's a true tackle. That's what he plays. It's not It's not the sense of George where you've got a guy who's a guard that you're sliding outside. It, that's going to do – that's going to make a massive difference. It's just having guys playing where they're comfortable playing. Um, I would love to add that production in there. Uh, the DBs, of course, you know, I, I want to get some more DBs in here. You know, we've had a lot of the guys leave. I think we're pretty slim. As far as DB talent goes, we need to get some more bodies. We got some freshmen coming in, but they're you know you don't want to rely on just them. We've got some guys that'll be in their second year. Let's see if they make the step. Uh, Jason Marshall can can he get back to what he was at one point? Um, I feel like that's kind of what we're looking at. You know, Jakeem Jackson can he take a step? Uh, Sharif Denson can he take a step? What are we looking at with uh, Dijon Johnson? And you've added um, Traquez. Bridges uh, to the room who, who's going to be, you know, kind of play Jaden Hill spot. So, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm all for it. You know, Will Harris has been busting his ass uh, trying to get guys out of the UTSA uh, defensive back cam Alexander. He re-upped his visit. He had canceled it. Now it's back on from what I understand. So uh, that's another guy that you could look forward to see coming through here. So definitely need to get as many of those guys in as you can. Uh, we also have a walk-on. Uh, preferred walk-on transfer quarterback coming in this week. That's right, visit, the Yale, uh, the Yale, Yale kid out, out of Yale. Which, which I understand what you're saying. Why do I care about that? Because outside of Mertz and Lagway, we ain't got nobody else. In the world. We got to have somebody. Uh, so a guy that's you know experienced, he's played a little while. 
I understand it's Yale, but whatever. Uh, at least it's a guy who knows what he's doing, has played enough snaps to, you know, have a good head on his shoulders. So, you know, that's one thing that that, that would help out a lot with that room is just, just getting some depth in there. Because it's hard. It's going to be hard to find a quarterback that is really, you know, willing to come into that room where Mertz is the unquestioned starter. DJ is the heir apparent. You know, you you just want to come in and, you know, hey, if you listen, if you just want to go play football, practice, hang out, be on the team, say you're a Florida Gator, then, yeah, that spot's for you. But there's just not a lot of those guys out there. You know, if those guys exist, they're not transferring. You know, you don't transfer to go sit on the bench. You, you transfer to hopefully improve your position. So, um, you know, if a guy like him wants to come over, that, that'll help us out a lot. Um, Yeah, either – either you're taking a quarterback out of the portal or you're throwing a scholarship on one of those preferred walk-ons that you, you brought in last year, um, which isn't out of the realm of possibility because I mean, convincing a quarterback to come be number three on the depth chart is, is a hard <laughs> road to hoe. So we'll see where that goes. Um, another update I wanted to throw out there, and this is kind of, this is unconfirmed right now, but I want to talk about Cam Carroll for just a tad second. Um, we may not have Cam Carroll next season. Right now, there's a lot of speculation that he may have some nerve damage in his leg from that injury he had. Um, so you may have to look for another running back as well. Uh, now, maybe you feel comfortable. You know, you got Jaden Ba there at signing day, so maybe you feel comfortable going with those four guys um, you know, that's that's kind of untraditional. Usually you have about five guys on scholarship on the team, but, you know, you got some young guys in there. May, I don't believe any of them that I know of have an injury, hish- injury history. So, you know, maybe you decide to go with that. But uh, like I said, guys, you got visitors coming in for these next couple of days. You got more coming in for the weekend. Really don't have a list of names right now. You've, you've got you've got some guys out there that have just entered in the last couple of days that the Gators are showing interest in. Um, I don't know how real some of them are. I know uh, what's the young man's name from Ohio State? C.J. Bryson Rogers. Yeah, Bryson Rogers, wide receiver. Bryson, the wide receiver, Bryson Rogers. He's from Tampa. Uh, the Gators have reached out to him, trying to see about maybe getting him into town. Good friends with D. John Johnson. There you have it. That's oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. That's they the guy. On, that's the young man. We thought on we seven, were going to get a. We yeah. thought we were going to get a, a shot at him last year, and it and it never turned out to be. Um, another guy. This might be a long shot, but I'm saying just keep an eye on on his name for right now. Is, is Lance Hurd from LSU, former five star tackle. Um. The Gators have made contact with him uh, and and are prepared to decide to see what they can do to get the young man to campus. Um, he knows Rob Sale very well. Rob Sale and him went to the same high school. There you um, have it. So there's a there's a relationship there from, you know, those those things. So we'll, we'll see what happens. <laughs> Y'all are speaking <laughs> to my ears. <laughs> Look, eventually, eventually you got to land a really good offensive tackle. Right. Now, if they get the kid from Arkansas, does that I I can't say if you got a chance to land a guy that was a top 20 recruit in the country, 
And I'm not saying this is going to happen, guys, but I am saying that we have made contact with the kid. This is this is confirmed that we have made contact with the kid, you know, which is obvious interest. Um, you if you get a chance to land a kid like that, you don't. Um, that might be the time where you have to tell somebody, look, maybe it's time that you <laughs> maybe you maybe you need to jump in the spring portal. I don't know what to tell you, but. <laughs> Or you, uh, maybe we have a graduate transfer that I don't – that's not popping off the top of my head, but um, that's a young man. You do whatever you got to do to get on campus and, and possibly add to this roster because that is a difference maker on the offensive line. But, guys, uh, it's it's an exciting time. I mean, and we still have a linebacker coach to hire, and there's, you know, there's names out there about that right now. I know Jim – Jamar Chaney is one of those names. I know DJ Durkin is one of those names. Um, I, Jeff Collins is not one of those names. I don't believe where you can offer Jeff Collins what it would take to get him here, and I don't just mean financially. I, I think Jeff Collins would want a title bigger than what we can offer him right now, and that's fine. Um, you know, uh, that's one of the drawbacks that comes with having a uh, – 30-year-old defensive coordinator, it's going to be hard sometimes to get older guys with a lot of experience maybe to come work with that young man. And, and you know, but, hey, there's a lot of young men named out there. You know, Jamar Chaney, I wouldn't be upset if Jamar Chaney came back to be the linebacker coach at the University of Florida. The man can recruit like a bat out of hell. <laughs> and with all these young linebackers, man, you know, just get them going, man. You got spikes there to kind of help a little bit. Off the field. You can make it happen. All right, guys. That's going to really do it for this week's episode. Um, No, wait a minute. Before we go, before we go, we got to do this real quick. Guys, Wes, I'm going to start with you. National championship game predictions. I almost let it slip. Well, I was on Washington's bandwagon and Penix, the old man, uh, all year. So, um. I'm gonna go with Washington. I'm gonna go with the Huskies, man. And this, this, this these two games kind of that that uh, saying uh, it was only Clemson as far as the anomaly that didn't have those top five classes and stuff. As far as winning championships, we see two programs right now, uh, Michigan and uh, Washington, in there. So uh, with that, without that, so uh, but shout out to both those programs for making it to. Uh, the championship game, but I'm gonna go Washington. I think Washington. I don't. I think it's gonna be higher a higher scoring game. I think uh, Penix deep ball and the way his accuracy. Uh, but I don't think Washington can stop uh, Michigan as well. They're gonna pound them and pound them and pound them. So it's gonna be oh, a shootout. I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna go 31-27 Huskies. CJ. Yeah, I'm gonna take Washington. Washington reminds me so much of the 2016 Clemson team. It's not even not even funny. Like I watch uh, Michael Penix play, and I think that 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 looks like what Deshaun Watson was doing. Um, you know, just a guy that was just willing his team. They have some absolute studs playing linebacker. They've got good DBs because Washington always has good DBs. Uh, they've got a heck of a ball team, man. Uh, I think that Michigan got a favorable matchup when they played Alabama because Alabama is a very run heavy team. I think that that plays into what Michigan likes to do is just play the you know the front their front seven. Um, I, I you know I think that you know Washington 
Michael Penix gets the ball out faster than anybody. Um, you know, with the way they run their offense, just absolutely, you know, drop throw. Uh, and you're going to have to, you know, because that Michigan front is coming after you. Um, so I, I like I like Washington in the matchup. I, I'll take I'll take Washington 34 31. I think it's going to be a tight game, but I think Washington just has too much firepower to uh, for Michigan to, to stop. I think that they like I said, the way they play is just so much more different than Alabama. How they use those receivers. Roma Dunzi is probably one of my probably my favorite receiver in the draft coming up. I love that kid's game. Absolutely. One of the does. best offensive lines in the country as well. They have great offensive line. Like I said, no and, and nobody gets it out faster than Phoenix. He's just he he throws that football. It takes him no time at all. It's, to chuck it. so it's it's heck of a ball, man. He looks he looks so good out there. So I'll take I'll take uh, Washington. I hope they win. Um, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if it went the other way, but Washington's right now how I feel. I'm with y'all guys. I can't. I Washington just seems like a team of destiny, man. They they really just overcome everything. They everybody they you know that's been put in front of them. They've mowed down. Um, and you're not like you said. You're not gonna get Michigan's not gonna get the shady passer that they got. You know. <laughs> against Alabama, they're going to get a guy that can make his throws. That's not going to panic in the pocket. Who's not going to make bad decisions with the football. And, and like you said, the offensive line is good enough to hold Michigan at bay at least long enough for him to make passes to very good wide receivers. And I think as opposed to old Alabama wide receiving rooms, this was a very weak wide receiver room compared to what we've seen in the past. And you're not going to have that problem. You're not going to have that luxury against Washington. Washington's got wide receivers. They're going to line up and run routes on you. And, you you know, and he's going to get, like Wes said, get the ball out quickly. I got it 27-23 Washington, man. I don't think it's going to be a heavy scoring game like that. I think the defenses are good enough to keep it under 30. But I'd love to see Washington win, man. It's going to be a good ball game. We got we got the best ball game. We had the best four teams. Maybe Georgia might have should have been in there over Alabama, but Alabama earned the right. Notice who I didn't say earned the right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, all right, guys, that's going to do it for this week's episode, man. As always, thanks for for tuning in and and listening to these three guys' worthless opinions on things. You know, we're just three average guys with microphones or an iPhone or whatever it takes to record one of these things. CJ, what you got for people before we get out of here? Just thank you guys. Always, always supporting us as the creators. Uh, I appreciate the, uh, the love the of the last creators. Video. The creators. We are the, <laughs> like the Ohio state, uh, uh, the creators. Uh, uh, but yeah, thank you guys so much. Uh, check out our friends at all the water. Uh, use our link helps us out a ton. Like I said, they, they come out with new stuff. It seems like every week or every other week. Um, you know, Christmas is over. I understand that, but that doesn't mean you can't spend a little bit of that, that stock and stuff or money that you got over Christmas. So, uh, go over there and pick up something nice, uh, whether it be a hat or a t shirt, you know, some of the great stuff they've got over there. Um, thank you so much for that. Uh, make sure you guys, let's see if you guys can beat, uh, last week's video of the views. See if you guys can, can top that. Good luck to you. Uh, I hope yeah. you guys do leave the comments down below, even if they're mean. It's okay. Uh, I, <laughs> I got thicker skin than that, but thank you guys so much. Uh, for Wes watching. worked out his sound, so, yeah, so that's you, right. some you of guys, those some of those comments are are 
aren't going to get made now. Yeah, you guys don't, don't talk about Wes being in a cave or, you know, in the tunnel. In the bathroom with a screen door or whatever it was. I still got to get it right, though, man. I still got to get but, uh, my mic. Thank you guys so much. Really, really I was hammering my man, man. He was having, some, he was having technical issues. We appreciate oh. you, though. All right, Wes. Hey, before I let Wes take it home, guys, make sure you check out the episode of Pot of the People. It will be dropped on Sunday morning. Make sure y'all check that out. Pot of the People, Sunday morning. Wes, take us home. Yeah, appreciate you guys. Um, it's a new year. Happy New Year. Um, CJ told you guys uh, to, to check out our friends. Um, Wes has a birthday coming next Thursday. I I'm taking all gifts. So if you want to send me some gear to gear, go ahead and go on modern ship me some Man, stuff. My Lord, check uh, out West's Amazon wish list or something. Yeah, like West's Amazon <laughs> My birthday's next say, West about to drop his only fan link in here. Whoa. Thank you, gifts, man. So uh that's like I, what drops in our daggum Facebook group. <laughs> yeah, the ads, uh and, and all that, not the ads, but the uh yeah, people trying to scam, but uh, appreciate you guys. Thank you guys for making that uh podcast what it was. Um, and like Hirsch said and CJ said, check out our, our video on Sunday. We're gonna do Pot of the People, uh, where we take your questions and we answer other questions that you may have had that we may have not hit here. Uh, so we thank you and we appreciate you guys for making this podcast uh continue to grow. Uh, we, we can't thank you guys enough. We love Gator Nation, we love your support, and we thank you very, very much. And we hope you all have a blessed Bless, bless uh, year as this year has just started, as well as our football team, because we want to. The podcast is fun when we when Gators are winning, so hopefully this year is the start of something very, very beautiful. Uh, we get we probably get more listeners if we win in as well because people want to <laughs> win with things. We've overcome forward. some significant yeah. odds this we're working, year. We're working yeah. hard. <laughs> I feel like yeah, David so, Torrey, who's been through head coaches since he's been here. Yeah, man. So uh, we appreciate you guys, and we're thankful. Very, very, very thankful. So, uh, as always, go Gators. Go Gators. Go Gators, guys. Happy New Year. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.